Hey there, Converge Nation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching from. We're so honored and humbled that you have prioritized this moment with us. And we trust that something we say over the next hour or so, or maybe even longer, will bless you. As you know, we've been in a sermon series that we've called Verses, He Said, She Said, and The Truth. And we're learning how to navigate uh, some of the challenges that we experience in our interpersonal relationships. Now, the principles we've been sharing are transferable. This is not just limited to marriage. Uh, what we're sharing from God's word in some of our life experiences touch all of our interpersonal relationships. So if you're single, single again, engaged, uh, uh, married, listen, this series is for you. If you're a boss, an employer, an employee, a co-worker, the principles we share over the next several minutes will bless you. This is week three, right? I started to say week two, man, time flies. This is week three, and uh, we have some very, very special guests with us. We're so honored that you guys have joined us, and uh, uh, today we're going to kind of continue in the vein of last week, right, because we're talking about rules of engagement, uh, but there's a twist to what we're going to be sharing, and uh, we're going to hear from our guests and, and discover what it looks like to build the dream and to build the legacy together. And uh, yeah, uh, so uh, uh, I know you're, you're, you're ready to go uh, because I know you got your questions lined up. But before we do that, by way of introduction, we're honored uh, to have uh, Darnell and his wife, Danielle, with us. And uh, I don't want to steal your thunder uh, because you're new to Converge Church. And uh, I know a little bit of who you are and your story. But why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, uh, yourselves, your story, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'll start. First of all, we're just so happy to be here and happy to be a part of this. So uh, we were excited when we got the offer. And uh, like I said, we're happy to be here. So I'm Darnell Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, originally from Salt Lake City, Utah. Come I graduated, on. Yeah, Salt Lake City. I've heard you guys like Salt Lake or, or Park City specifically. Park City is our favorite, favorite winter destination. Yes. Hands we down. We started off loving Salt Lake City. We did start and it. I always started. talked about it. So hopefully when we're big time, we can have a vacation <laughs> home in Salt Lake City and drive up to Park City. Yeah, Just invite, invite us. Just invite yes. us. We will. We yeah, will. Yeah. Come on, somebody. But, but yeah, by way of Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. uh, moved to Dallas in 2009 and, uh, and took my first job, first role here, and, and was fortunate enough to meet Danielle just shortly after that. So Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All like, right. He's not going to, he's not going to brag on himself. So he mm. completely skipped like four pivotal things, right? Salt Lake City, um, former professional athlete, grew up, his mother was an amazing, strong woman. Um, Darnell is biracial. His mom is a beautiful white woman. His dad is, uh, whose past is a, an amazing um, African-American male. Yeah. And in Salt Lake City, so mm -hmm. I say that because I think that's such a, a pivotal part um, mm -hmm. that you excelled um, as an athlete in Salt Lake City, wow. being a biracial, um, and your brilliant kinesiology degree. See, I will brag on him. Yeah. Come on. Listen, Converge Nation. Yeah. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's yeah, the partnership. That's, that's the yin and yang, for sure. Yeah. The Thank yin you. and Thank yang. Just out of curiosity, and, and, and since we're talking about verses, what would be your dream versus battle? Any era, any genre, who would you like to see 
going head to head. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, man, because there have been so many. Who would we like to I see? I mean, it's easy for me, though. Okay, go. It's like Tupac and Biggie. I mean, that's, that's oh, Tupac yeah. and Biggie. That would be a classic versus that battle right there. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I'm going to stay on the same vein. You know, if Aaliyah was here yeah. and maybe... Sade, Aaliyah and Sade. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be a great versus that battle. That would be a great, yeah, great versus battle. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Danielle has to introduce herself. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yes, Danielle, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Hey, you know, I, I will go short and high level because you'll probably <laughs> say I can get long-winded. But um, Danielle Sorrenti Jones, mm. I need you guys to get excited about the fact that I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Country girl from Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, similar, you know, uh, story as yeah. Darnell. Uh, parents were married for 16 years. Got a divorce when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. Grew up with a very strong, amazing mom. And I would say that you know, church was our foundation. Mm -hmm. I did everything in the church. Wow. Bethel Baptist Institutional Church with Pastor Rudy McKissick, uh, senior of course, and Rudy Legend. Junior. Yes, wow. love. Yeah. And that really shaped and molded the person mm -hmm. that you see today was the people that my mother put around me, which mm -hmm. was so great. Um, uh, college, then uh, over two decades of experience in uh, medical device, sales, marketing, operations, multiple areas. And then Darnell and I kind of moved to Dallas around the same time, mm. met each other and you know, I'll let him tell that story because it'll be interesting how he tells that story for the hundredth time. Because it's always <laughs> and uh, yeah, here we are today. Uh, businesses, babies, and building. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! TEDx speaker <laughs> spoke on the platform at Amazon with over thirty thousand people with the president wow. of Amazon just yeah. this last what three months ago, three or four months ago. So she, I'll brag on her a little bit too. It's yeah. easy for me to brag. I mean, it's easy. She's yeah. got a lot. Of, she's got yeah. a lot. Of yeah. I can talk about. Yeah. Perfect, beautiful compliment to one another. It really is. You guys really are. And uh, I know you're a sucker for love stories. Did you want them to tell their love story or like oh, the yes, details? And, yes. Yeah. That would be a great beginning to the verses. So okay. since she's allowing him to tell the story, then she can make sure he's got all of the details intact. And right. so your anniversary is coming up, Darnell, so I'm rooting for you. <laughs> How many years will it be? Nine. Oh. Nine oh, wow. years. Wow. How quickly that I can answer that. That is yes. yes. <laughs> On top of it, yeah. yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So tell us how you met and fell in love and all that good stuff. Yeah, so this story changes every time I tell it. Okay. And, and I have to change it based on who I'm sharing it with. I can tell you <laughs> okay. it, was, um, it was an after-hours nightclub, or I can tell you it was a lounge, or I can say it was a... A we dance. are free yeah. here, so yeah. it can be what it actually is because you all are together, right, right, right. and the Come Lord on. is making a way. So whatever it was, it was good. Right. And I say that facetiously, but it was a, it was a nightclub, right? We both were single. We lived in in Dallas, and we were hanging out and enjoying ourselves and having. Yeah, a good time. but I was there for a different reason. Well, <laughs> <laughs> After a birthday party with a group, and Darnell was there because he was. I like to dance. The oh, night on nice. the town. Go ahead. I don't like to dance anymore, but back then I did like to dance. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. No, but um. Oh, were you a good dancer? Are you no. a good dancer? No. Oh no, but you just enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. just I just enjoyed myself, and yeah, it yes. was. I'm not by any stretch. <laughs> and, and right now you couldn't get me to dance, right? Um, but no, so we uh, we met at a nightclub. We I was I had a good friend of mine with me, and uh, I just remember uh, this girl walking in, and I was like, wow, like it just 
there was this glow about the room when she walked in. I was like, man, she is beautiful, right? And of course, there's a bunch of pretty girls there, but there, there was just something different. I thought, geez, she is beautiful. And so we, uh, a gentleman who's a mutual friend of ours now, uh, I had met him the night before and he invited me out that night. And so I see him go over and greet her and I'm like, oh wow, he knows the girl that I just saw. Right. And I'm like, perfect, I'm gonna find out what's going on and whatever else. So he comes back over shortly after and I said, hey, hey, who's that girl you just, you just embraced over there? Who is she? And he says, oh, her name's Danielle, but don't worry, she doesn't talk to anyone, so don't waste your time. <laughs> he said, she don't talk to anyone. And so little did he know, in my head, I thought, perfect. That's, ex that's exactly what I wanted, right? That's, that's perfect. Right. I want the one that doesn't talk to anyone. Right, right, right. right. Um, not that I was that confident, but it's easier, easier yeah. to have that conversation if I know that, it, you know, 10 of the guys have had that conversation. So right. um, I made my way over to where she was at strategically. Right. Um, I like that strategically. Yeah, strategically. strategically. Yeah. I didn't dart straight over there. I danced over here. Yeah. And <laughs> a little bit over here, and uh, eventually yeah. I got within within arm's reach. And just as I got within arm's reach, she has a friend that's one of our best friends to date, uh, Jackson. And um, and this is how cool he is. He goes by one name. He doesn't have a first and last name. Like Prince Jackson. Jackson. It's just oh, Jackson. Wow. Like Beyonce yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And wow. so uh, like Jackson, who cool. I've come to love, and actually who I should love more because I don't know if I've given him this credit, but as I'm next next to her and him, he drops to the floor and does this dance move. Like just, John Travolta move. Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> a Studio 54 drop and pop up. And as he pops up, he spills your drink. Oh, wow. On you. Spills her drink on me. Wow. And it wasn't like a dramatic, you know, all over me, but it was a little yeah. bit spilled on me and enough for me to have the conversation to say. Was it on purpose? Did he do that on purpose? No. no. It was. Okay. Absolutely. No, we were in our own little world. They were I could world. see him, okay. you know, looking at me, but. That's we the first time I've ever known that she said she could see me. Well, I didn't never know that. But wow, yeah, there's a new twist a to the bit. story. <laughs> that yeah. Come on, somebody. I told you it would change. I have to pepper my little piece There you go. Okay. <laughs> so so the, a little piece of the drink spills on me, and I make it a more dramatic scene than it is, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, sister spilled <laughs> on me, did. right? So now we have to have a conversation. So I say, hey, let me buy you another drink because you just spilled your drink. And she says, no, no, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. Mm. And I was so confused because oh. I was like, but I have a drink. I don't. But at that point, I realized, okay, she doesn't need anything from anyone. And back, back, you know, back to what Sean said, uh, she doesn't talk to anyone. It was kind of all coming together. So, right. Long story short, we had a mutual co uh, connection. We both worked in the medical device industry at the time. Mm. So that was kind of our common ground, and we talked about it and joked about it and and what have you, and uh, and just had a good conversation. And and I was fortunate enough to get her phone number at the end of the night. And she, you know, I think we, what we, do? we went to brunch the next day and we I did. spent the most amount of money on a brunch or a dinner or a lunch that I You went all ever. in there. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, man, this thing could get really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> now, I That's love awesome. that you said something that I wanted to, to ask about, especially because we're um, talking about versus relationship. How did that make you feel when she said, no, I'll buy you a drink? Because mm. sometimes that can be off-putting to men. Um, and sometimes it can be like, oh, well, she doesn't need anything. I, when I was teaching school, there was uh, an African-American assistant principal at the school. This was outside of Atlanta. And I was single at the time, and uh, my maiden name is Huff. And he said, Miss Huff, I wish I could introduce you to one of my sons. He said, but they would never, they, they, they wouldn't, you, you would never make it with them. And I was like, I was a little, I didn't know whether to be mm -hmm. offended. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, you are wonderful, but you don't need them. 
Mm-hmm. He oh, said, wow. I've got one at Yale and one at, it's either Princeton or Harvard or whenever. And they're both going into law. He said, but it, I don't know what I did wrong. It's something about them is they need women to need them. My and I'm thinking, I'm just a little old school teacher. But that always stuck with me in a positive sense. So when you, when she, when Daniel responded, I'll buy you a drink. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did that mm. make you feel? You know, I can see how it could be a turnoff to certain men, but I think for me, there was an internal confidence and a self-worth about me that I didn't right. take it as she doesn't need anything from me or I can't provide anything. I took it as she can stand on her own and right. and um, there's probably been a bunch of guys offering to buy drinks and she was essentially saying, no, we can have a conversation about something else. But as far as, right. you know, I get why you're trying to buy me a drink. We're trying to start a conversation here. So I didn't, maybe I just wasn't quick no, enough I to understand what she was coming out, but I never took it as... And she smiled with it, right? So there was a oh, yeah. there was an energy when she said it versus, I don't need it, and it was kind of close. Right, it was right, a smile right. and kind of I'll buy you a drink, you know. So I took it that Very way. It was, cool. Now I'm curious, especially for all of the single ladies who think they just want to use that line now the next time they're out. That is a pretty smooth line. It is no, smooth, especially smooth with a smile. Right. Now that Come is, on. and I think sometimes in our independence, we can be off-putting. Mm-hmm. We can, we think we're being independent and um, maybe a little measured, and it is a complete turnoff. So I want the thought behind the statement, why did you say, no, I'll buy you a drink? So it was two reasons. One, I'm from the South, so mm-hmm. I'm a Southern Belle. We had spilt the drink on his shoes. Um. So the initial thought in my head was, no, I'll buy you a drink. We spilt it on your shoes. And then I think the little sassiness came because I wanted him to know that, you know, I did think he was cute. And if Mm. we're going to have a conversation, it's not about what you have because at that time, I can get whatever it is that I want. So I'm cool on that end. I want to see your heart. Mm. I want to see your brain. I want to see those things are very attractive to me. So I think in in that millisecond, which is insane, it was really those two things that got twisted that made my tone the way it was. Mm. And I love the fact of his reaction. He did light up when I said that. And I was like, oh, I'm being a little bold and you yes. like it. And I think this yeah. is great. Yeah. And then we actually had but a But I didn't let her buy me a drink. But you did. did not. No, right, did not. right, 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 right. Too old fashioned for that. Yeah, yeah. He did not. that's good. He did not. Yes. yes. Now, would that have changed the dynamic if he had let you buy him a drink at all? Or That is funny. Yeah. It might have. It might have. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. I think I was speaking you know, spewing venom, mm. but <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know how I would have received that right. if he would have let me. <laughs> Let's That's go quite ball. interesting. I need to actually. Because right. I'm, again, a Southern Belle. Right. So I right. think I was trying something and saying something that was sincerely mm. genuine yes. with a little twist, but right. if he had reacted that way, mm. that would have made me feel like, okay, right. I'm not the gym. I might have felt a certain way. Right. Yeah. right I don't know right. that it would have been the end all be all if right. I would have, you know, not have given you my number and but I think I would have been like, Oh, okay, well yeah. yeah. I said it and you let me buy you a drink. Mm-hmm. Wow. Note taken. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And nine years later, ah. uh, you guys are still in love. Yes. Uh, still in the honeymoon phase. Absolutely. Uh, you've grown your family, is that right? Mm-hmm. Any kids? 
Oh yeah. All right. Oh, tell yeah. us about tell us about the kiddos. I'm gonna let you start. Yeah. So we have an eight year old Hartley Rose Jones mm -hmm. and our entertainer. <laughs> eight going on. 28 yeah. <laughs> and a five-year-old Harper Jazz Jones and oh. definitely call them both my our miracle babies because mm. uh, when we met I think one of the reasons I fell in love with Darnell is we were still dating kind of going on meet and greets mm -hmm. and uh, I've been suffering from fibroids with fibroids since the age of 20 mm -hmm. and I've had multiple surgeries where I found out you know I had to have a myomectomy when we were dating mm -hmm. and I'll never forget we uh, I woke up my mother was there in the hospital and I had canceled the surgery. I was supposed to have it done and they were going to just do some really major surgery and I got scared. So I canceled the surgery and then I was going to get robotic surgery. And so I was nervous about the whole process and I had endometriosis. They told me I would have a difficult time getting pregnant. I had to tell him all of this. Well, he showed up in the hospital that night and wow. I will never forget, I was still draggy from the anesthesia and I was like, Mom, who's out there? And she said, that your your friend, Darnell. He's wow. got a cute little teddy bear. And I was like, oh, fix my hair, my baby. Oh, help me. And I, I remember so vividly just being completely out of it because I was actually in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah. I had an ileus, a reaction from the anesthesia. So I was really out. But I remember him so vividly above that bed. And I thought, wow. I told you mm. that this was a challenging surgery. I may not be able to have kids. Mm. And you are here oh, in Denton yes. from wow. Dallas wow. late at night to come see me. Didn't I bring a peach cobbler or something? No, that's how I got fat after I oh. lost 12 pounds <laughs> in the hospital. You fed me, yes, yes. and that, that was actually oh, way to my awesome. heart as well. But oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful story. Beautiful. So, two kids later. Yeah, yeah. miracle babies. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Wow, wow, yes. congratulations. Well, I'm, I'm eager to hear a little bit more about your story because we, we heard a little bit about your love story, how you met. Uh, but what our audience, uh, I guess you alluded to it early on, uh, but what we're going to talk a little bit more about is how you guys are building your dream and building your legacy together. And a big part of that is the fact that you are both entrepreneurial, you have a very successful business. And so tell us what it is that you guys do, I guess, primarily in terms of your business as being uh, entrepreneurs and, and the, the origin of it and how it's grown and evolved over time. You definitely will start that one. You sure. <laughs> uh, so power hands. And, and the reason, and I think this part is important, right? That Darnell's like, you definitely can start this one is because um, when we started power hands seven years ago, uh, definitely started with Darnell based on his amazing passion for basketball mm -hmm. and a MacGyver-like technique that he was using when he grew up, which then evolved to our first patented product that the design was based on his MacGyver-like technique and you know I added a little bit of design from a marketing and fashion perspective but mm. we built the business and launched it together and Darnell was the CEO at that time mm. and we we were on a fast trajectory growing every year and um, I, I think again this part is very transparent mm -hmm. I went back I was uh, um, on maternity leave out of medical device and we didn't know whether we should jump both of us and be mm. in this business together or we should teeter you know and i think that's so 
challenging for entrepreneurs and for couples as a whole because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you've got to pay your bills yes. and so Absolutely. we started this business and didn't know that it was going to take off but mm -hmm. we also needed to make some decisions so i think i went back darnell was running the business and then i wasn't happy in my current situation mm -hmm. and we basically made a decision that you know what danielle i think that you should be the ceo right mm -hmm. run the business I will have uh, another job and then let's see how it goes from there. Wow. And and again, that's another lesson. The fact that Darnell took an opportunity to see me mm. and my gifts, not that he couldn't have been the CEO right. the entire seven years and be amazing, but he said, you know what, Danielle, let's look at this this way with what I've seen, your talent, let you run the business and we go from there. So now I'll tell the story of Power Hands because yeah. I'm the CEO now. Darnell started off being the CEO of Power Hands. Mm -hmm. And what has been pivotal is, you know, we have grown into a global company, but we've really grown globally as a family, wow. understanding that this is our ministry, right? Yeah. Whether it's Power Hands or something else, mm -hmm. Building the legacy together is our ministry, yeah. right? That's huge. Isn't that huge? Yeah, and once really you kind of turn that faucet on, mm -hmm. that we're not meant to be married just to be partners from a name perspective, right. have kids, have separate jobs. No. Yeah. We're supposed to combine our brilliance, whatever that is, and do things like Stop One Power Hands, which is mm -hmm. a global athletic training and fitness product tech company. Right. That's incredible, right? We, it really is. We have built this company we've sold in over 87 countries created an omni channel across you know from our shopify to the amazon yeah. to walmart.com going into footlocker etc that's huge and darnell trusting me and I, my brilliance i come from medical device i don't come from sports right so right, right. pivoting into that into that area and fitness that's huge but we also and i'm going to pause here we have other businesses mm -hmm. and other interests and mm -hmm. Darnell, the fact that he's able to lead those things in our family is huge. So I'll let you talk about some of those other things in, in investments. And as as you as you speak to what uh, uh, Danielle uh, just shared, and uh, and even some of the other businesses you guys are involved in, I think there's an important uh, question or a thought that you might need to address as well. And and, and this is for men. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and we're going to switch to the verses. Right. What the scripture says about this, because often men take Ephesians five out of context. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially the latter half of Ephesians five, where it says wives submit to your own husbands. Right. And, and that's really become a, a dirty word, this whole submission word. And the way a lot of men have processed and understood the relationship between a husband and wife in the context of Ephesians five is they think. Uh, wives submitting to their husbands means uh, uh, lordship, right. when what Paul is really talking about is leadership, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not lording it over the woman, but being the responsible party in leading. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you defer to Danielle is, is huge. And it is leadership. It that is, is leadership. Most godly form. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want you to maybe as you're sharing your story, maybe even from your perspective, uh, uh, being the CEO initially and saying, no, this is something I'm going to defer uh, or, or transfer 
to Danielle. How important is that for men to recognize that in, in their relationships that sometimes it's okay uh, where you're not necessarily in the front seat or the driver's seat? Yeah, well, I think, I think first um, it was very clear Danielle and I met and before we ever dated and we were just friends, it was very clear how sharp she was and how, mm. I mean, you know, from A to Z, she can, she can do it, right? I mean, right. whether it's marketing or it's sales or it's operations or it's branding, I mean, mm. she, she just has this ability to see things and see visions and then actively get in and tacti tactically carry those things out. Yeah. It's unlike a, it's unlike any kind of individual I've seen that can do all those things. Some people are really good at one or the other. Right. She's really good at kind of all of them. Um, so it, that was an easier decision because I had seen the works in progress and thought there's things she can do that I know are you know deficiencies of mine that mm. she can do, and then she can do the other things as well. So that part was an easier decision. I think the other piece that I'd never really thought of from a faith perspective, maybe until like these later years, is you know, growing up and playing basketball and, you know, you want to be known and, you you know, you want to be famous and rich and do those types of things. Right. So being a CEO and having a title and having people say, oh, he's a CEO and he's successful and that mm -hmm. stuff. Initially, I think that might be a driving force. But I think as you as I look back and the faith and understanding that that stuff is not that important to me, mm -hmm. that part, it was easy to let go of that. It, yeah. I didn't need people to look at me and say, yeah. he's smart. He's a CEO. Mm -hmm. He's he's this. Mm -hmm. He's that. Because I felt like if I just had an internal self-confidence and you know yeah. felt I, I knew what I could do and knew I could carry out XYZ task I was okay with that whether someone else thought I could or not that was an ego thing it wasn't a God thing for me yeah but I don't know that I really realized that until later mm. later in life so I'd probably say that was kind of the, the dual purpose for me was she could do it right and probably at a better clip than me I felt that way yeah and I still feel that way because what she's done is utterly amazing in the last four or five years mm. but the other piece I think was the fact that the internally, I didn't need the gratification of other people looking at me as I could be in the background and be just as good with that right. as being out in the front. That, that's so powerful mm -hmm. and so profound. And, and so I, there's something about your relationship, at least the, the, the thoughts that come to mind and the words that come to mind. There's such an ease yeah. about uh, how you guys uh, uh, engage and interact. It's effortless, right? I wonder how much of that also has to do with the fact that you guys have uh, discovered your own lanes, right? And you celebrate that where uh, you complement each other instead of competing, mm -hmm. right? Would that be maybe accurate or, or is that something you want to speak to there? Even for uh, couples watching, right? That's where you become a complement instead of uh, competition. And, and I think you have to go through that process. Mm. It's like a butterfly. So mm. I don't want the couples listening to feel you go from, oh, I'm married to, oh, I've discovered what my gifts are and ministry and boom, we're complimenting. No, right. you do go through that phase of competing, right? Mm, it Just like any point guard, you know, with the rest of the team, quarterback with the right, you, you, if you're competitive and if you're in business and that's part of your soul, right. I'm being very transparent, mm -hmm. yeah. you will go through that phase. Mm. You don't code it as that's your husband. You don't code it as that's your wife. 
you're competing for yourself. You're right. competing yes. to get to your next. Mm -hmm. And just so happen that person is there. So yes. I want to be very transparent about that. Absolutely. Yes, we've had our battles. Mm -hmm. We have definitely gone through <clears throat> that phase of growth where we realize that I see his strength mm -hmm. in leadership, in the fact that one, he allows me to be who I am, but two, the fact that he realizes that his strength is strategy behind the scenes. Right. He doesn't have to be the person with, you know, the title and with the the fist in order to make something succeed. Right. Darnell's behind the scenes moving and re building relationships. Everybody trusts him. Mm -hmm. He's amazing, right? So once we realize that part that my gifts were here, right. his gifts were, mm -hmm. were there, I think that helped us with the complimenting and now we're there. Right. I can sit and brainstorm with him all day long as mm -hmm. to what he needs to do to get to his next right. and he does the exact same thing for me. That's it's such fantastic. A, a beautiful picture mm -hmm. of, it reminds me of what we find in Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. You know, it says in there that the heart of her husband safely trusts her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we see that woman, she wasn't just sitting at home taking care of the kids. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm in that season in my life. But it says she was getting up early. She was making money moves and making decisions. And the scripture says that her husband was standing in the city gates. And I just have a picture of her husband oh, wow. smoking yeah. a cigar, talking with his boys, and she's making it happen. And that is straight from scripture. So uh, everybody's dynamic will be different. Seasons will change. But I think your relationship, when you talked about ministry, there are so many sub-ministries uh, just from the little bit that you've shared that I can say, wow, that is so powerful, specifically to the body of Christ. And as men uh, do their best, as especially men that are believers, and they want to lead, but they've been taught erroneously, and they think that leading is lording. Right. And uh, even women in ministry, we can see a lot of competition if uh, the wife has gifts to speak and right. she wants to hold a prayer call at 12 midnight and her husband is have one at 8 a.m. Mm. And it's supposed to be mm. a Together. compliment. Right. And yeah. even with us, I love that you brought up yeah. that you grow into that complimentary phase, that it can be competition. Because when we started the church, it in my mind, until I'm hearing you speak, I didn't think it was a competition. But I was speaking way before I met him. He was speaking. We have a great complimentary we are a great team in ministry. I mean, the Lord is with us. That is something that I cannot deny or make up. But starting the church, it has been, it's been 11 years now, but it had been early on difficult for me because I was used to traveling and speaking and seasons change with That's our right. children and me being at home and taking care of. There had been this longing for so long but what kept me is knowing the word, Yes. knowing the word it. that there is a grace for me in this season that the Lord is with me. I can cook these dinners and take care of these babies and be available to them. That's and right. in the last probably year, I have come to embrace it. I was very tearful about it. And not that I, I love my pastor. Mm -hmm. He just happens to be my <laughs> husband. I think he's brilliant. So I never look at him and think, oh, I could have done that better. But there had been a longing in me like, okay, 
well, I thought it was going to be school teaching and I'm not doing that now. And I thought I'd be traveling and being this evangelist and I'm not doing that now. But I, I'm just going to be happy with the Sonic and stand in the carpool line. And a couple of months ago, I felt like the Lord just revealed to me, wow, I never had to put my children in aftercare. And there's nothing wrong. That's I taught right. school for 12 years. I have served in aftercare. Right. I love public school education that's what i come from that's what i did but for me that had never really happened in my family mm -hmm. and i've been able to be home and i've been when my son oh this is a cute story levi i'm putting your business in the street <laughs> someone asked him will you be my valentine and he accepted so valentine's age? day he's 12. he's 12. Ah. he's in sixth yes. grade it's a fun age in fact yeah. he was in the cafeteria and the young lady walks across the cafeteria to where he's sitting with his boys and she has all these little pieces of paper and she says, hey Levi, can you put this together and tell me what it says? And so he starts to, you know, come on, soul train, what do you call that soul train scramble board? <laughs> Levi starts working that soul train scramble board and sure enough, it said, and it was all torn up because she got afraid and ripped it up and her girlfriends were like, no, go and do it. So he, he accepts, yes, I'll be your Valentine. She dropped off the puzzle went back and so he's giving her the thumbs up across the room. Well, we made sure that he got her a nice little box of candy and you know, an appropriate card, happy mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, no love or anything like that. So Ray took him and got all of that. Well, he calls me on Monday, which is Valentine's Day and says, mommy, can you come pick me up from school? And I said, sure, I thought you were catching the bus. He said, yes, but so-and-so was waiting for her mother and I didn't want to be rude and just leave her hanging. So I stayed after and talked with her until her mother got there and I felt like, oh, this is way too deep for me to feel this. He's only 12. <laughs> He's a Harmon man. Awesome. Come on, somebody. Wow, that yes. is so great. And I was and like, yes, I'll pick you up. That. And exactly. I, just, I loved yeah. that because this isn't anything that we actually taught him we didn't say yeah. and then I thought oh that is that is great so anyway yeah I if I were at work mm -hmm. I don't know if I would be able to appreciate yeah. those small little moments that might not mean anything to anybody else but for me it meant a lot that I had the ability yes. to stop what I was doing yes. and go pick him up from school mm -hmm. because he was being a gentleman and I think being able to support him mm -hmm. at 12 years old will make him a confident man yes it's just this little Absolutely. Valentine day but for him to feel supported that when I do the right thing, mm -hmm. that there is benefit and support mm -hmm. and it'll help him make the wise choice. So for me in my life where there had been an equal mourning and appreciation mm -hmm. of being at home, there is now the most appreciation and no mourning because mm -hmm. I can see we're putting the word of God in my children right. That's right. because mm -hmm. I've had time. Right. is paying off and so yeah. we have those different seasons but as you were talking I was just like oh that is the Proverbs 31 woman where she's making decisions it says she was dying purple she had people working for her she was up early in the morning and it just said her husband was standing in the city gates no yeah. and and but in what you just described is the exact same thing right mm -hmm. 
I think that as women, we're so multidimensional. Right, we're competing right. to get to our next. Mm. And so that's what it was with Darnell and I. When I went through that phase where I had to turn off my competition, mm. it wasn't that I wanted to compete with him. I was really competing for my purpose. Right. Because purpose is so important. Right. And I wanted to turn that on so much mm. to make sure that he was proud, my children were proud, I was proud of myself. Yeah. So I don't care what you're doing, mm. right? Yes. We're competing for a purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you go through that phase, it will feel differently mm. and it will impact yourself and your marriage along the way. So you do have to have your faith as your foundation. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. In order to get through that. Yeah. It really is. You do. Hey, let's talk about that some, right? Because part of uh, sort of the the, the heartbeat of this series mm -hmm. is helping couples or even individuals navigate conflict, right? Uh, we've talked about the successes and I have one of your products here, which is the weighted training gloves, uh, power hands. And uh, uh, so there have been tremendous successes. In fact, I was on your website and just all the endorsements from the different magazines and the articles and, and just the, the science behind your product mm -hmm. and, and the people who are part of the tech and the research uh, just it absolutely blew my mind that you guys have done this in what only seven years yeah. mind-boggling and uh, and uh, so we see the successes and we celebrate those successes with you let's talk a little bit about the behind the scenes mm -hmm. in fact Kirk Franklin recently did a post uh, probably about two weeks ago mm -hmm. and he was just sharing his story of being an empath and how mm -hmm. things that happen around him man really wear on him emotionally and mm -hmm. psychologically the second half of the, the his his post was about the fact, in fact, he made this statement. He said, don't be fooled by the filters. Mm. And he talks about how people, you know, when he posts a picture with his wife, Tammy, how they get, you know, over 100,000 likes yeah. and people are like, man, I just love you guys. And he said, man, people don't know this, but I think just around December, yeah. he said, we had one of the worst fights we have ever had. He said, in fact, I packed my bag, I left the house. He said, I came back the next morning and we were still in the same place. He said, we both had to get in the car and go over to a friend's house who had to be the mediator, who had to run intervention, so to speak, in order for us to find uh, ourselves again. Yeah. Uh, I, I share Kirk's story. In fact, let's do this. Let's cut to that video now and then we'll come right back. Y'all know me and Tammy. Y'all see me post pictures with me and Tammy. Y'all know I love Tammy. I know Tammy loves me. And, and if you follow me, you know we celebrated 26 years uh, uh, just two weeks ago. I need for you to know this. Do not be fooled by filters. Say it again. Do not be fooled by filters. Everything on Instagram and social media is a filter. It's the filter to make you look pretty, to make you look good, to make everything look perfect. There is no perfect relationship. There's no perfect relationship. Me and my wife got into one of the biggest arguments that we have gotten into in years just back in December. And it was a hard one. And, and I don't know about you, if you've ever been in an argument with somebody you love and you can't figure out how it started, you can't even figure out how to get out because you hurting, she hurting, and no matter what you say, don't make it no bad. And it's like, and we just got stuck. We got stuck. We got stuck. And I grabbed a bag and I said, you know what? I'm going to leave out before I say something that I don't need to say. And I grabbed a bag and I spent the night and I came back the next morning 
and it was still rough and it got rough. And I thank God for Christian friends. I thank God for godly friends. We went over to a couple's house and, and I was like, yo man, y'all need to talk to us because we can't get out of this block. Thank God for uh, uh, Corey. Thank God for Sarah Miller. And we went over to their crib and I'm telling y'all this man, because so many people are walking away. Listen, man, Marriage is not supposed to be happy, comfortable, fairy tale like the rom-com movie. That ain't going to be it all the time. And me and wife have been rocking for 26 years and it ain't no perfect marriage. It ain't no perfect marriage. Stop looking at people's relationships on social media and stop romanticizing these unrealistic uh, 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 relationships that you don't know the depths of what they go through. I'm telling you, me and my girl have mountains. But by the grace of God, we climb them. I didn't have a daddy teach me. I didn't have a mama to show me love. And, and, and we all know a mama is a boy's first love. And a boy is mama's last love. I'm telling you all this, man, because so many people are walking away before they get to the good part of life. I'm begging you, man. I know what mental illness is. I've dealt with it for years in my family. I know what mental illness is. I know the shame that for African-Americans we hide in. I know the distrust that we have with the health community. I know that we have so many issues that we bring to the table. I know the trauma of being a black man in America. I understand all of that. I'm telling you, there's so many things that are at your disposal now to get you help. Man, it's okay to not be okay. Um, I just wanted to start the year keeping it a buck with y'all. Y'all don't have to live a masquerade. Don't have to live fake. Don't live fake. Every day by grace, I'm walking every day by grace. I'm, I'm getting the help I need. I'm talking. I'm having the relationship. I'm spending time with the Lord. I'm going to, listen, man, get outside, get you some sun. There's medicine and sun. There's medicine and some sunshine. Turn the dog on, phone off. Just sit by the park, sit by the lake, do whatever you need to do. Get with your loved one. I mean, get with your wife. Get up under covers, play the fart game. You know what I'm saying? Hold the covers down and bam, and kill her. And then she give you back, bam. And y'all be like, oh, girl, you're so great. Oh, girl, you stink. Oh, girl, you mess. And man, listen, smile and let, let go of everyone and everything that continues to reject your help. Jesus died on the cross so you don't have to. Man, I want y'all to have a great new year. Stay healthy. And it's okay to not be okay. Uh, Kirk, don't be fooled by the filters, right? Mm -hmm. And we say this often at Converge Church, right? We can impress people with our successes, uh, but they will more readily identify with our struggles. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys, right, for the benefit of the dreamers, the people out there building legacy who might find themselves in a place where they're experiencing more conflict than fulfillment, right? They might still be competing uh, and they're competing for purpose. Mm -hmm. Help us, walk us through maybe some of those moments or maybe even best practices or things that you learned along the way that got you from where you were in those moments to your next. I'm talking about when it gets ugly, 
and things aren't happening as fast as you thought they should, or they're not happening the way, or it just seems like nothing's happening. You're ready to throw in the towel. And this is what I know, is sometimes, right, when you're under that kind of pressure, you turn <laughs> not just toward, but you sometimes turn against mm -hmm. the people in closest proximity to you mm -hmm. uh, because we, we, anyway, I don't want to get into that. We want to hear from you. Tell us about some of the behind the scenes, right? We're going to take off the filters, right? right. We're, going to t we're going to get rid of the highlight reel. Let's talk about the behind the scenes. We see Power Hands, an amazingly successful brand. In fact, you guys just brought LaMelo Ball on as a brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. We see the successes. Mm -hmm. Help us navigate some of the struggles. When he said, and then she said, and you guys didn't see it the same way, and, and because of your foundation of faith, you landed on the truth. Yeah. How real can we get on this? How, how, oh, as wow. real well, as listen, you would like to get. I, as I always say, like our story is not for us, it's to bless someone else. Absolutely. So if we think selfishly, then we should be real. Yeah. Mm. Now, we're typically pretty real about this. Um, yeah. And I'll start with saying there's, a, there's 10 times more losses than wins mm. in business and I think in life. Pump the brakes. I think people really need to hear that. Because most of us don't like that kind of math. Yeah. Yes. Ten times more losses than wins. Yes. Conservatively. Conservatively. Yeah. I think if you look at the things you go through on a day-to-day -day basis and what highlight reels you could actually put on Instagram, mm. if we had a if we had an Instagram that got flipped into losses, people would be posting five and ten times a day versus once wow. a day. Or, mm -hmm. I think I think if you look at the reality of it, there's there's a lot more losses. Um, yeah. a lot more downs and ups, mm -hmm. right? But there's growth in those downs, and without those downs, how could you appreciate the ups? And yes. So I think so good. I think yes. you I think you have to appreciate the downs, but you have to be real that those downs are coming, right? Those down they're never going to stop. It's just how you approach them and how you deal with them when they come. Right. Uh, specifically to to, to Danielle and I, when it comes to working together or things that we go through, those things have been since. We started the business, right? It could be five days a week that we're we're, we're doing this. Yeah. Um, and then maybe it gets better, and it's it's once a week, and maybe mm -hmm. we go thirty days, mm -hmm. and then we come back, and it's five days a week. Mm -hmm. You know, six months yeah. later. Right. And so it's a season as well, right? There's seasons that come about. I think the more time you get into it, I think the more grounded you stay in your faith, whether you're consciously doing it or subconsciously doing it, mm -hmm. is when you're able to, at certain moments, say. I know what this is. I've seen this before. Right. So where you mm -hmm. can say, my reaction to this typically is frustration because I'm, I'm far more short-tempered and anxious than Danielle is. Right. So I can look at it and say, my typical reaction is this. Yeah. And in that one or two seconds, I can say, okay, but I can't respond that way because I know what happened the last time. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I know where that one thing turned into two things and that two things turned into three things. and. That day turned into five days, and five days turned into two weeks. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's um, I think it's both, right? It's it's knowing that we're gonna have those situations again. Yeah. But maybe me being able to tell her something when she's about to hit that situation, or her being able to tell me something. Yeah. Right. Or me identifying, oh wow, she just, she just didn't give me the reaction I thought she was gonna give me. Mm. And then that pulls me all the way back. Like I need to take a step back. So yeah. I'll let you get more detailed on it, but I just want to highlight the fact that. Successes, and it's funny when you said Power Hands, uberly successful company. Mm -hmm. yeah. Danielle and I have the same reaction all the time as the successes. 
people view the success, well, what is that success? Is the success mm. the money that's made? Mm. Is the success the impact that's mm. been made? Mm. Is success the visibility, yeah. right? Whether there's any money or any real impact, is it just the visibility? Yeah. What is the success? And yeah. we're hard on ourselves, so, right, our success is gonna be different than, than someone else's success, mm. but uh, it's just interesting because I think, irregardless, we would look at it and say, we haven't done enough. Right. Or yeah. it's not that successful, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But we have made a lot of impact, and it is there. Are, we have great products, and we've done great things. But there's always so much more to be done. So, so can I can I jump in there for a second? A couple yeah. of things I'm going to say. Remind me, L.A. Lakers, so I don't forget. Okay. <laughs> but we, we we said this last. Well, it wasn't last week. No, it was last week on the broadcast, right? We said, and I think you alluded to it. We all have triggers, mm -hmm. right? And and our triggers will activate certain patterns in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Our patterns speak to what is predictable, right? So if we recognize our patterns and the triggers that activate certain patterns in our lives, they become predictable. But here's the good news. Whatever is predictable is also preventable. That's right. And so what I heard you say that when, when in those seasons and moments of conflict, yeah. you knew what the triggers were, mm -hmm. you had seen the patterns, uh, because you recognize the patterns, it was not only predictable, but it also became preventable, right? And I think that's something really important for all couples to understand and recognize. Here's the second thought. L.A. Lakers, man, they were kind of building their dynasty, you know, post-Chicago Bulls in the early 90s. Phil Jackson is the coach. You've got two superstars in Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. They're winning championships. Uh, and a lot of times we think that, man, we've arrived, right? You've got the rings, you've got the trophies, but you have two people on the same team who can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in relationships and marriages, uh, uh, that's so true, right? We have the successful, uh, the external success, yeah. but on the, in, on the inside or behind the scenes, you've got a Shaq and a Kobe, a husband and a wife mm -hmm. that can't stand each other. Mm. But we've got the rings, mm. we've got the trophies, yeah. but we hate each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 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 uh, 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 anyway, I'll let you speak to, to, to that, Danielle. I know Darnell uh, shared a little bit about some of those patterns, but but would you trade would you trade sort of the ease and the effortlessness you guys have in your relationship now for for the rings or the trophies or any of the external successes? No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. Um, where Darnell and I are right now, I just told a friend. I said, I feel like we are so in tune with each other. Mm. Um, we're in a dating phase again, and I'm more in love than I have ever been in my life. Mm. And wow. it is because of those seasons. Mm. It wow. is because of those struggles. It's because of those fights, because that helped me realize who I am. Mm -hmm. That helped me appreciate who he is. Mm. And I think he went through that same growth process, right? Wow. To get through those seasons. Because we are gonna continue to go through seasons until right. the day we go meet our king, right? Yeah. And the realization of who you are and what the, how those triggers mm -hmm. impact that season yeah. is really the success of you as an individual, mm -hmm. right? The success of me as a mother, the success of me as a wife, the success of me as a businesswoman. And that's why I'm so proud of, um, I, I don't fake anything on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I post, but I also tell people when they see me, mm -hmm. don't believe 
mm. what's just on Instagram. Wow. Please know that life is so much more yeah. and so much harder. It seems like I have it all together. I do yeah. not. Mm. It seems like that whatever you want to look at as the perfect marriage, that's mm. Darnell and I. No, we're perfect because we're imperfect. Mm. We're perfect because we are very transparent about who we are and we've been able to grow because of it. And I think for a best practice perspective is, um, you know, for those people, whether you are in a business together mm -hmm. or you're building legacy together, yeah. remember why you hired each other, mm. right? So remember why in the fact of us in power hands, why you trusted me to come into the kitchen that day and tell me about yeah. the idea. Yeah. Why you trusted me to the point where you said, Danielle, you need to be CEO, mm -hmm. plus why you trust me to be your wife yeah. and the mother of your kids. Huge. The mm -hmm. very same thing and thought process. Then that elevates your grace. Mm -hmm. That grace that you have to give each other as a couple in making sure that you give each other the benefit of the doubt. Oh right. my gosh, in your words, in your actions to know that we're always on the same team. And I think that's why Kobe and Shaq mm -hmm. ended up doing well. They got didn't get along, but Shaq was probably the one that cried the most right. when Kobe passed. Absolutely. Right? Because right. he realized that no matter what our struggles are, man, we're on the same team and I always had your back. Yeah. Right. And you right. gave me the benefit of the doubt, even when I really didn't see it, mm -hmm. but I felt it. And thank goodness I recognized that before yeah. it's too late. Yeah. And so Darnell good. recognizes it as well. So yes. good. All right. We're, we're about to close, right? And here's where we're going to close. We're going to close on the truth, right? He said, she said, mm. we're going to land on the truth of God's word. And baby, you're gonna, can you help us walk through that? Because... Uh, I know that on your website, right, for Power Hands, it, it talks, you, you have your core values listed. And Ren, right front and center is faith, right? That's important to not only uh, how you do life personally, how you do life relationally, it's also important how you do life professionally. And so uh, uh, Wendy and I, we've used these rules of engagement uh, from Ephesians chapter 4 in our own relationship personally and when we walk when we're doing you know relationship coaching and in biblical counseling or or, or biblical uh, uh um yeah counseling uh we 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 often refer to ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 so we're going to read through these rules of engagement and one of the reasons we think it's important as we're building legacy is to learn to fight fair right, right? Mm -hmm. and uh and uh, uh, uh that's one of the greatest discoveries we've made is fight fair. Uh, one of the things we said in the Bible study about a week ago was that uh, it's so easy to weaponize our words. Uh, and, and, you know, Solomon said it this way, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways we negatively impact our relationships mm -hmm. and even purpose is when we weaponize our Word. So uh, Ephesians 4, these are rules of engagement to live by. And as we read through this, uh, maybe there are certain maybe rules in here that have resonated with you guys that you've learned from and discovered. And that's where we'll, we'll close. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. You're going to walk us through? 
We're gonna read. We'll just walk us through. You want me to read? <laughs> okay, so yes. <laughs> last week, no, no, no. I resigned from being his scripture reader. She did. She did because I have this so thing where I interrupt. Me? I'm rehiring you. You ready? I don't mind. Do you the want to take the job? You don't mind the interruption. But there's gonna be a sign-on bonus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's gonna be a bonus. I'll pay you whatever you want, baby. Okay, whatever well, the bonus I'm, is, I'm, I'm is yours. Back. All right. <laughs> What is Ephesians right. 4? What, Ephesians what 4, 25 through 32 in the New Living Translation. It says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. Okay, so let's stop there. This is the, where the tension builds, right? Because you'll read and then I'll jump in. So the first thing it says is stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Uh, a lot of times in relationships, right, we don't give people permission to speak freely. So they don't always tell us what they mean. They don't always mean what they say, and they don't always say what they mean. Uh, how important would you say that is in your relationship? Maybe even saying, you know what? You have the freedom to speak what's on your heart. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so one of the ways we say it here at Converge is uh, the truth may hurt, but it will never harm. Ultimately, the truth heals. And I tell the story about being in a car accident, going to the chiropractor. He's doing all these adjustments that really hurt. They were painful mm -hmm. during and after the fact. But nothing he did harmed, mm -hmm. even though it hurt. Ultimately, what he did, all those adjustments and all the tissue work that hurt momentarily, ultimately healed. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes... In relationships, because we're unwilling to speak the truth, because of how, man, that might hurt, uh, we end up telling lies. And, and sometimes the lies we tell are not just outright blatant lies. They're just, I'm not going to tell you the whole truth. Right? Mm. How important is that for you guys to be truth tellers in your relationship? Or do you have permission to speak freely? How many you do? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, and, and I'm speaking from the fact that I want Darnell to always be able to come and tell me anything. Yeah. He may not feel that way, right? I may put up some barriers that I don't know that I'm building, right? But I want him to always yeah. tell me the truth mm -hmm. because the truth is connected to his happiness. Mm -hmm. I can see and feel and know when he's not happy. Right. And if I'm not aware of those things, then they're, I'm not doing my job in order to fulfill his needs. So okay. that piece is very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's really important. I think it's, it's something you... I think individuals say, we want the truth, I want the truth. I want you to feel comfortable, say everything. Right, right, right. But to Daniel's point, you put up these barriers. So I will say myself, I probably put up a lot of barriers, mm. but I do enjoy the truth. Mm. If it's if it's his, if it's her internal truth that I can assist with or understand better. Right. Versus not knowing and I can't help her assist. And then I feel like, why are you bringing this up now when we could have told me this a week ago, right? And I didn't know. So right. it is very important, uh, but I probably do put up a lot more barriers than I should. Yeah. Here's another one. Rules of engagement. Uh, can I can I read this real quick? Absolutely. All right. Let me read this real quick because we're going to skip around in, in these verses. Here's a rule of engagement that hasn't always been easy mm -hmm. for us, uh, but we're, we're growing and developing in, mm -hmm. right? When there is conflict, notice what he says. Uh, it says, don't sin by letting anger control you. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in sort of the traditional version, it says, be angry and sin not. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? And, and so I always like to emphasize the fact that scripture does say, does say be angry. Yes. But in your anger, do not sin. Uh, and then it goes on to say, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. One translation says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Uh, mm. any, any thoughts around that, man, the things we let fester, the things we let linger? Are you guys, <laughs> have you kind of learned this practice of, hey, man, something ain't right, let's, we got to talk. I'm going to take this one. Yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give Daniel Because you anger also. not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's a good one. Mm. Uh, that's one that, I'm, that I'm, I've been working on. I'm still working on. Mm. It is far easier for me to go to bed angry mm. than for Danielle to go to bed angry. Mm. It's far easier for me to hold on to something for a week than it is for Danielle to hold on to something for mm. three or four hours. Yeah. She, she, she causes more arguments, but I hang on longer. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but no, in all seriousness, she actually is the one that is, is in, mm. intently telling me, hey, let's just talk about this and get it up. Let's, let's figure it out and let's get moved beyond it. Let's, yeah. you know, what do, what do you need? Let me tell you what I need. Let's get past it. I'm the type, I can go to bed upset yeah. and I wake up upset. Mm -hmm. I'm working on that. She's helped me with that. Yeah. Rules of engagement. Yeah. I need to get, I got to get better at that one. Yeah. Sure. No, so so we we had to learn that lesson as well. Where, where did we land in letting the sun go down on our wrath? Where 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 would you say we land? <laughs> oh, because I can I I can identify more with Darnell and I can see where Ray can identify more with oh, Danielle. Wow. He wants to work it out. Yeah. I um used to just turn into the incredible hog. I can feel the anger rumbling at my feet and building up. And so I'm just like, you know, I cannot talk about it right now because you're going to get something. And and I could sleep real good being mad. Heartbeat real fast. It would take me a little while and then wake up. I mean, just pick right back up where I left off. And my stance was because, I mean, you say it all the time, you've been saying it during this series, if all you have is a hammer, everything is a nail. Mm -hmm. And so I did not have good communication tools. Though nobody taught me this, I thought, as long as there were no arguments, everything was good. Mm -hmm. As soon as there were arguments, then the relationship was over. And I hear some women say, oh, me and my girlfriend, we were mad, but now we're talking. I did not have a lot of conflict in my life. I wasn't falling out with girlfriends. I wasn't falling out with my sister and family members. I just don't have a lot of conflict like that. So getting married and he's, you know, easy going. I'm very passionate though. So if I'm mad, I'm mad all the way. I'm like, I'm here for the ride. And so he would say, you know, we would try to talk it through, but because before I knew his name, I always viewed him as being brilliant. So even in conflict, I would begin to feel embarrassed because he could like nicely speak about it and I'm ready to fight. Like I'm just like, look, we could take it to the street. We were arguing one time and I said, you might have been born in Liberia, but you are dying America. And I'm like, why am I resorting to violence? But I was like all the way there. I'm not, I never even throw plates and all of this, but I mean, just ghetto monster. I needed deliverance. And so that's where we used to be. But you know, it. you get older it. and you just kind of mellow out. One thing is though, the <laughs> safety of him is I would just 
just lose it and he would still just want to come back and talk about it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this last week i think a lot of our conflict uh, early in our marriage is going on 21 years now wasn't so much of the conflict we had with one another it was conflict within me because of my response so i didn't want to be angry he we i've known him 23 years and i have never ever ever heard him use one word of profanity he doesn't even use the words if he's retelling a story that ain't my testimony <laughs> so you know just because of that i'll be like well hmm. and i've been delivered but yeah. early on and so a lot of when we had conflict it would my festering I had legitimate reason to be married. I'm not one of them chicks that just wake up married. I mean, I had legitimate reasons to be angry. Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that just is angry for no mm -hmm. reason. However, is in resolving the conflict because I did not have a lot of good communication mm -hmm. tools, then we can never let the thing be the thing. Right. So I'm angry about the thing, then now I'm angry about how I responded, and then I'm angry because you want to be all nice about it and just sit down and talk, and I'm thinking, we could just wrap this up. You know, we could just, I, one time I told him, I said, I just don't even think marriage is for me because I'm the underlying factor here, and this thing is just not working out. And he would say, no, 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 we're meant to be together. And so I had asked, uh, one of my friends had gotten married, I worked with before we were married, and her 94-year-old grandmother was there, had been married 60-something years, and I told her, I asked her, what is the secret to being married? And she said, never fall out of love on the same day. Come on. And I believe that that has been our testimony yeah. for 21 years, is we've not fallen out of love mm. on the same day. When I was ready to throw in the towel, he was like, no, 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 no. If he were ever ready to wow. throw in the towel, he's That's not good. ever voiced yeah. it. Because I'm the one, I'm like her friend, and I could pack my stuff up and I could be gone. I'm not even coming back the next day. You don't have to find me. That's how I used to be. But then you turn 50 and you're just like, I don't even have all that energy. And I have put all this good investment into him. And so I'm not going to let Kiki get all my right. good stuff. Out. That's Kiki. Where I am now. So, but I Amen. think that, you know, we've, we've, it's been a Amen. good testimony. It's it been a been. good, uh, a good growing. Yeah. And uh, the best thing about that is our kids did not have to experience that level of immaturity. Mm -hmm. we, we, we married, I don't know if it's late or not, but we didn't have Nia until we were already 33, Levi 39. And so we had had great counseling mm -hmm. <laughs> by the time they yeah. come have come around. And so, but that was a great area um, for me. I didn't want to be angry, but because I was, I'm just like, come on in devil. <laughs> Sit down, have a cup of coffee, stay a little while. <laughs> yeah. so. No, no, thank you so much, baby, for sharing that. And that's just a little bit of our story. And I wish we had more time, right? Because we could do this, uh, we could do this for hours. Yeah. I'm just going to close here with the rest of the passage. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, don't use foul or abusive language. He's saying, don't weaponize your words. Instead, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. I wish we had time to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
the bitterness, right? Good. Unresolved conflict. It's good. Uh, the way we say it is, you live on low simmer. Yes. Mm -hmm. You never turn off the heat. It's just on low simmer, and the moment you put a little bit of salt or whatever, man, that thing is ready. And a lot of people live there with bitterness, low simmer, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, it says, be kind to each other. Here it is, tender-hearted. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, that's where we miss it, right? Uh, we have thin skin. And so we have hardened hearts mm -hmm. when God wants us to develop, to develop thick skin so that we have tender hearts. Mm -hmm. He said, instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted. How do I become tender hearted? Forgiving mm -hmm. one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Those are rules of engagement from Ephesians chapter four. Listen, I wish we had more time to unpack this. We're going to have y'all come back. How about that? Yeah. Would you? If y'all can weave us into your schedule and we can, we can talk about this some more. I pray that uh, what Danielle and Darnell shared was a blessing to you. Any final thoughts as we close to the dreamers and the builders out there? I would say dream bigger than your biggest dream. Wow. I dream like bigger. that. Yep. Yes. That's a really good one. Yeah, I would say be the thermostat and not the thermometer. Mm -hmm. Ah, very good. Very Set good. the temperature. Very Set yeah. the temperature. Don't let the temperature set you. Yes. Don't let the temperature yes. set you. Pastor Wendy, any final thoughts before I pray? Yes, I just wanted to encourage those. Some of you may be watching. You may not be married. Mm. You may be married and you're like, you know, we, we argue before we sat down to watch this. Mm. And you may feel like, oh, what they have, I'm never going to have. Mm. But I don't want you to miss that it has been a process for us all. This is a moment to encourage you. And we've tried to share some vulnerable situations. But don't feel hopeless. Mm. Don't feel like... I'm not working out with this person. I'm just going to put them aside and get me a 2022 model. That is not the answer. <laughs> so just be encouraged that we are all works in progress and yeah. that you too have a hundred percent chance of yeah. having a healthy relationship. And you are feeding that by even sitting down and taking in these moments. And I say that because there were so many times, so many years, I would watch other couples and I, or I would watch other women especially and I'm like, oh, I wish I were like that. I wish I were just so gentle and peaceful and everything. And I'm getting there. It's been a long road, but I'm not sleeping on Wendy Harmon. And I say that to encourage you. If you're looking at us and you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to have that or I want that. Don't let your heart be weary. Mm. God is faithful. Yes, he is. He, he is, is faithful. Yeah. If you heard their story, there were some issues even with having their children, mm. but God is faithful. Yes, it wasn't is. an easy road. You hear so many times about what we've been through. So my final word would be for you to be encouraged. Mm. For this just to be a small glimpse of what God can do. He's not a respecter mm. of person. And if you need prayer in that area, you can, it, the email will be down. Is it info or e-church, uh, e-church, e e e at weareconverged.com. Shoot us an email. It'll be confidential. Uh, someone from our team, our e-church campus directors will pray for you. Or if you want uh, Pastor Ray and I to pray for you. But use this as a moment to be hopeful right. and not hopeless. 
Amen. That's a fantastic word. Again, all I'll say is don't be fooled by the filters. And to Darnell's point, there are usually 10 times as many struggles as there are successes. Persevere, be resilient, and always, always rely on the God who indwells you to help you get through those most difficult seasons. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, Darnell, Danielle, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with a very special edition. We've got two special guests who will be with us next week as we close out. Are we closing out? No. I don't think we're closing out, but join us (laughs) next week. And remember, we're back in person on March 5th. So plan accordingly. We look forward to seeing you and hugging your neck. God bless you. We'll see you then. You got to pray for the people. Oh, yes. You are blessed in Jesus' name. We'll see you next week. If you were impacted by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we've got some information that we'd love to send you to help kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, please email us at echurch at weareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. Or you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount that you'd like to donate to 77977. Also, you can find all this information on our mobile app. Simply search the app or the Play Store for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.